And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Almendorf. Joining me in the studio once again today is the Reverend Mark Diedrich. Good to be here, Dan. And Dr. John Vance. Hello, everyone. Well, gentlemen, I hope that you all had a nice Christmas. Um, today being the last day of 2011, it's hard to believe where this year has gone. It seems like uh, just yesterday almost, it was the beginning of 2011, and we had the whole year yet ahead of us. Um, This is the time of year when people make New Year's resolutions. They think about time, don't they? Mm -hmm. They think about uh, the big ball dropping there in in Manhattan, in Times Square, and all that thing, and all all the celebrations and whatnot. Uh, John Vance, can you get us started in terms of a... A proper perspective, let me put it that way, in terms of this time of year and going forward and a perspective of Christian hope. I have a a, a very practical problem to begin with. I always have to accommodate myself to the next year, 2012, <laughs> when I write a check or anything. Oh, I yeah. keep going to 11. Yeah. You know? and, uh, but I think time, uh, as it marches on, gives us an opportunity to reexamine the past and to to look to the future. And there is something about the turning of the clock, if you will, mm-hmm. into a new year that uh, provides an opportunity for us uh, to look at uh, what we've uh, done in the past. We have a memory for that reason. God's given us a wonderful mm-hmm. memory. We wouldn't even know uh, who we were uh, or anything else if we didn't have a memory. It's right. part of our personality, and we would be lost without it. So as we look at the past year, you think about the ups and the downs and and those places where you believe you may have had some success and those places where you know clearly you had some failures. Sure. And and to to look to the future in hope, knowing that uh, God holds the future for us and we have a future. Mm-hmm. We not only have a past, but we have a future. And we can take stock. I don't know whether the rest of you make New Year's resolutions. Uh, I, I make tepid resolutions anymore mm-hmm. because I break them. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of hope that I can do a little better. I'm afraid to go ahead and say I'm going to do this because I've broken it so many times. I know exactly what New Year's resolution I need to make. And as I sit here and you guys look at my big belly, it's clear what my New Year's resolution needs to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with John. I make these tepid resolutions. But, you know, it is a good time to evaluate where we've been, where we're going, and some of the things that we need to do to honor and glorify God better in our lives. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, it's a good time mm-hmm. to stop and evaluate. Discipline is required in life, and yeah. we need a shot of uh, commitment to discipline from time to time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this. Um, before the break that's coming up here, suppose a person's out there today, and uh, this is the end of the year, and they really blew it this year. 2011 was not a good year for them. Um, A lot of disappointments, a lot of heartbreaks, a lot of hurts. Um, Words of uh, encouragement to this person, and I'm sure they're out there, that are feeling really rotten because of all that went on in their life this past year. One of the things I would say is that because of uh, what we talked about uh, last week, Christ coming into the world to redeem the world, that uh, we we can say to people, you know, there are new beginnings, and uh, that is a hopeful thing. Uh, we have done uh, so much uh, in, in even neglect, 
to where we need new beginnings. And in Christianity in particular, there's the option or an opportunity for new beginnings. You don't have that, let's say, for instance, in some religions that believe in karma. Uh, there is no such thing as a new beginning. Karma is like a law of cause and effect in the moral realm that plays itself out. And you always have to suffer the consequences of what you have done, good or ill. It must carry its way uh, out inexorably. But in Christianity, mm-hmm. we can have a new beginning because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Oh, amen. That is so true. I, I would probably just add to that. When you look back at some of the difficulties you've had in your life, I think it's a good time to evaluate, where's my relationship with God? Mm-hmm. You know, and if you find that that maybe your relationship with God isn't where it ought to be, uh, that may have been the core of your problems. Now, I'm not at all saying that if you have good relationship with God, you're not going to have any problems. Right. We do too. But at least you know who's who's holding that future. You know yeah. who's holding you in the palm of their hands. And uh, that's that's where you've got to be. I mm-hmm. think it's always good when you have trouble. And, and you see this with the prophets in the Old Testament. They kept saying, look, look what's happening. Israel, you're a mess. Why are you a mess? Because you've turned from God. Mm. Now it's time to turn back from God. And I think that sometimes we have to have that look at those things as wake-up calls. Now, not they're not always wake-up calls, but sometimes mm-hmm. they are. Turning of the clock is an opportunity and time and reminder of, of the need for repentance. Yeah. That's a good point. It's a, it's a, That's where the new beginning is. C.S. Lewis one time said that when you get off the track... You don't try to get back on maybe in some future point. You go back to where you got off the track Mm -hmm. and get back on, and you always return backwards. That's repentance, returning to the Lord. Turn back. Our human psyche uh, tries to avoid that, yet repentance is such a good thing Mm -hmm. and can help us so much to have relationship with the God who loves us. Well, I see we're up against a break. Um, Today we're talking about the coming new year. Some thoughts related to the passing of time, thoughts related to failures, but also thoughts related to hope. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 
1-2-4-6-1. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. Today we're talking about the coming new year. Today is, of course, December the 31st. Well, gentlemen, um, let's talk about uh, the uh, conception of time. And um, first of all, do Christians have a different understanding, a different conception of the passing of time? John Vance. I, I'm confident that we do. In fact, I think that uh, the world is a better place uh, because of the Christian influence in understanding time. Uh, we, we, uh, we believe that in the fullness of time, Jesus came into the world. Uh, Mark and I were talking before we came on the air about uh, what that word is there, in the fullness of time. And uh, he reminded me that it was kairos, and that word means at the at the favorable time, at the right time, at the right opportunity, God sent His Son, and we divide time uh, based on the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we, we have uh, B.C. before Christ and A.D. and uh, the A.D. of course is after His event, mm-hmm. after His uh, death and resurrection. So we understand time based on Jesus Christ. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to offend some people probably. The Schofield Reference Bible doesn't appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we understand a dispensation uh, to center around the person of Jesus Christ only. In the Old Testament, the word promise is used by Paul to describe that it was the promise of his coming. And now that he has come, he talked about the fulfillment of his coming and then in the future, there will be the consummation of all things. So, yes, I'm a dispensationalist in one sense, but I believe in three. Uh, the promise, the fulfillment, and the consummation of all things. Mm-hmm. So we have a conception of time that is more like an arrow being shot than the older pagan view of the world going around in a circle, like mm-hmm. the phases of the moon. It's very much uh, a linear uh, concept of time. We're going for a direction. God has a, a telos, an end in mind, a goal that we have and that we're moving towards. And, you know, that's a very important concept and a mm-hmm. very important thing. As John has said, that's what's helped societies progress. I think since Christ came, the Christianity has been the, the one that has, has moved societies, has moved in a direction that is more positive than than anything else that has influenced. It this provides world. hope. If it you does. believe that your future can be better than your past, that provides hope. It really right. does. In fact, that really is yeah. the case. Now, I, I, I do want to mention Saint Augustine. Uh, mm-hmm. I someone asked me the other day what I thought of him. It was yesterday, as a matter of fact, and I said, "Well, I, I, to me, he's probably the greatest thinker uh, since the Apostle Paul in terms of Christian theology outside of our mm-hmm. Lord." Now, he's mm-hmm. an exception of everything. Uh, St. Augustine 
uh, is credited by scholars with having overthrown the cycles of the ancient world. The ancient world and many pagan societies today view time based on nature. They looked up at the moon and saw that it came in phases. They looked at the seasons, and you have four, and it returns every year. So they kind of got a cue about time from nature. And if you have a circle, you really don't have an opportunity for improvement. Everything is just the same. And I think that's why there's very little sense of making progress in some of these great ancient societies like, uh, well, I'm not going to mention them. It would be pejorative, but you can think of some. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, Augustine took his cue of time from history. He read the Bible. He saw that there was a beginning. Mm. And he saw that there was an end. And he saw that in the middle of this, God sent his son. So he took his yes. cues of time from history, salvation history. And that God had a purpose in creating, and he has a purpose in, in, in consummating all things to his own glory. And in that, you can make progress. So, so hope really comes about as a result of divine revelation. The natural world, the natural order, reveals some things about God, certainly. But to have real hope for our souls requires God entering into this world and showing us his truth. Right. That and that's so important. You had mentioned earlier that we use the dating of our time as BC and AD and of course a lot of people now you you don't go for this BCE now before the common era. Oh, and, here we go. And CE the common oh, yeah. era, right? Um, well, you know, think about that though. It's no advance. No. It's still dividing history based it's on true. Jesus Christ. It is. And that that's is true. and that's the point. The the real crux of the change was Christ. That's yes. the middle of history right there. And that's the the middle of time, if you will, and it's, the meaning of time. It's not the middle if we are talking about years, right. but it's the no. middle in terms of God's the, action. Of the Kairos. Yeah. Of the Kairos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, not uh, the Kronos. <laughs> Oscar Kuhlman, a great German New Testament scholar, wrote a book called Christ and Time. And in that book, which I read years ago, it influenced me greatly, pointing out how important it was and how the Christ event uh, is so important for human history. And Christians have given the world this conception of time, and much of the, if you will, the world that is civilized and advanced is based upon this notion of time. Mm, It has a very great benefit Mm -hmm. to look at history based on the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, um, we're talking about um, the coming new year, and uh, earlier we touched upon um, those who feel that they've really blown it and need hope. And this side of the break, we're talking more about hope. Um, I'm going back to um, the passage in Luke, you know, that we made reference to last week. And now after Jesus is born, there's a very interesting record here uh, regarding a guy by the name of Simeon. It says that he's devout, he's waiting for the consolation of Israel, uh, which really means comfort, <laughs> and that's tied to hope. Um, and God reveals to him that he wouldn't see death until he had seen the Lord's Christ. And uh, listen to the hope in this man's words. He says, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, 
a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people, Israel. I see this man as having great hope, and a hope fulfilled because he had seen the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's like a, almost like a great big sigh of relief. And Simeon is basically saying, Lord, take me home now. I've seen the hope of the ages, the Lord, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think you see this. Hope is an eternal hope. And that's the thing. Uh, what happens with our history is it's linear, but it kind of dissolves into eternity. And that's you go to Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and you see the all these people, these list of people, and how many of them did the writer of Hebrews say, did not see, did not see the promise, but they were looking to a better land, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Hebrews, the faith chapter, Hebrews yeah, 11. Exactly. He says, and, and then how many of them suffered and did not see that final goal, but in fact will see the final goal because the final goal is mm-hmm. eternal. Hope is a, a a wonderful term. I'm not sure we use it enough. Uh, mm-hmm. We use the word love as Christians, and rightly so. No doubt it is the greatest of all of God's gifts to us, and love is summed up in his son, Jesus Christ. And then the, the word faith, of course, means that we trust in Christ, and we trust God for his provision. But the word hope, Paul uses a lot more than we use it. Mm-hmm. And he does so because, think of him, he was... Uh, working with struggling churches that didn't appear to have much of a future, just a little speck uh, here and there, a little dot on the map in the Roman Empire. And he talks about hope, and he believes, uh, indeed, that the future is God's, and the future is really in these assemblies. And uh, he has hope for the future, Mm -hmm. hope for the church. And we have hope for our families, uh, that is the important thing. Uh, hope is is always looking to the future, mm-hmm. and I believe those people who look to the future and plan for it are going to be better off and blessed uh, than those who have no hope and who kind of uh, are lost in the present uh, with no game plan or whatever. I think being a Christian and having hope enables us to live more successfully in this world. Mm-hmm. It is, and the, and the hope that we have is not a a hope of the the kind that you know a lot of times the world has. You know, like I I hope my my team wins the Super Bowl. Yes. We don't. And it's not an uncertain hope. The hope we have is a certain hope. It's just not realized yet. Yeah, that's an important distinction. Glad you brought that yeah. up. And that's what we have in the Bible. These people are hoping for that which they didn't have yet, but they knew they were going to have. Mm-hmm. I've thought a lot about secularism. Uh, we we largely have now in Europe and America uh, secular society and secular values uh, mm-hmm. predominate uh, in our view of life and so forth in this country. But, you know, uh, secularism doesn't really offer any hope. There is no conception in some ways of hope. They would like to see things get better, and, and maybe they hope in some kind of way, in negative way, that... Uh, the future will be better than the past. But Christians have a solid hope. Mm. We, we know him who holds the future. Mm. I don't know the future, but I know him who holds the future, and so my hope is in that one who has the future in his hand. Mm-hmm. Well, today we're talking about the coming new year, and it is December the 31st. We're talking now about hope, and uh, I guess the question becomes this. 
Suppose you're out there and you're hearing all this and you say, well, I wish I had hope. Um, 2011 was a very challenging year and um, I'm just about at my wit's end. I'm feeling very bad today. And this evening I was thinking about doing something terrible. Uh, I even had terrible thoughts going through my mind. I need hope. Um, Pastor John Vance, um, how would you counsel such an individual um, from well, I would the speak of the of good, yeah. I would speak <laughs> of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is only mm. in the gospel that we have hope for the future. Mm. Uh, there are people out there who've lost their jobs. There are people out there uh, who um, I think that uh, maybe I've gotten too old. Yeah, they're not going to listen to me anymore in the job market. Or there may be a young person who says, "You know, I, they keep telling me I have to have experience. I have no experience. Mm-hmm. What do I do?" Uh, we, we're not going to tell people that life is not difficult, right? but uh, we do want to remind people that there is always hope in our Lord Jesus Christ and for your future. He put you mm-hmm. here for a purpose and a reason, and I would say keep on keeping on looking to our Lord Jesus oh, Christ. Very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we talk about God's covenant mercies, and it really boils down to relationship, that God has a people. God puts his arms of love around a people, and that is one of the key things that you're you're longing for in life, and yet we keep rejecting the gospel, non-Christians do, and say, oh, I can do it on my own, or I'm mad at God for creating the world this way, or whatever, not realizing that he has reached down in history, just like we talked about last week, the incarnation, Jesus Christ has come for a people. What a loving, wonderful thing this is. He is the God of relationship. Uh, turn to him. Receive Jesus Christ. He is for you. He will give you the hope that you're looking for. Indeed, even when Job was at the bottom and everything had been taken away from him, he he declared, though though he slay me, yet I will hope in him. Mm-hmm. He knew that's the only place yeah. uh, where his hope was, and, and mm-hmm. it was eternal. Well, today we've been talking about the coming new year, and these are some thoughts for you to consider. And uh, we trust that uh, the Lord has blessed you this past year, and that he has built you up in the most holy faith. For many of you, I believe that that is the case. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Contact us. Our email address is ministry at redeemerbroadcasting.org. This entire episode is up on our website, also found at redeemerbroadcasting.org. You know, Pastor John Vance, just one real final thought uh, that our listeners can take with them as we exit this discussion today. I I could say one thing, uh, Dan. You've mentioned relationships several times here. I I believe that if you uh, purpose uh, uh, in your heart to enrich your relationships in the future and to reach out to others, you will discover that you will have more opportunities. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, the more you you reach out, since God has reached out to you, when you reach out to others and uh, form those uh, bonds of relationship, I am confident that you will have a better future than you have in the past. Moreover, you will have more opportunities. Amen. That's a wonderful conclusion. Gentlemen, thank you. In the studio today with me has been the Reverend Mark Diedrich and Dr. John Vance. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Please join us next week at the same time for another edition of A Plain Answer. Come and your souls will be fed. Why 
from his name.